I salute the whole church assembled, except for a few that can't be with us today. And I salute those who are gathering with us by live stream as well. I salute you in the name of the only mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Amen. Please turn your Bibles with me to the last book of the Bible, Revelation chapter 12. Revelation chapter 12. Today is all about Him. It is the Lord's Day, so it's all about Him. Every day should be about Him, but every Sunday should be about Him. But when we have the Lord's Supper, it should be even more particularly about Him. In Revelation chapter 12, which I will try to be brief with, there is taken up by John the vision of the empire and kingdom from Daniel chapter 7, and it's the Roman Empire. And you have heard me at times refer to the pagan Roman Empire and then the papal Roman Empire because the one died and the other took its place. And so when you see in Revelation chapter 12 and verse 3, there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his heads. That is the beast, that is the kingdom, that is the Roman Empire from Daniel chapter 7. But you'll notice that he, this beast, this kingdom, has seven heads and ten horns, and the crowns are on his heads. That's pagan Rome, and it's seven forms of government. If you turn the page to Revelation 13 and verse 1, you'll see the same beast, and the crowns are in a different place. Revelation 13, 1, I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, same beast, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. Because the Roman Empire and its seven forms of government degenerated and was overthrown by the Visigoths in 476 AD, and it degenerated into the ten nations of Europe, and then the crowns around the heads of those ten nations of Europe. Pagan Rome, then Papal Rome. Verses 5 and 6, And she brought forth, this is the church of the living God, she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. Amen. That's the Lord Jesus Christ, and the woman, that is the church, fled into the wilderness, where she hath a place prepared of God, that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and threescore days. That's the 1,260 years of the Dark Ages of Europe where the church of God was taken care of by Almighty God. And there's war in heaven, and I'm not going to comment on the whole chapter. I want you to appreciate and feel a connection today to those saints that went before us in Europe and many of whom were murdered and some weren't because they were protected. But even when they were protected, many of them were murdered because a martyrdom is a blessing. And you get a closer position to God under the altar of God in heaven. I want the 11th verse. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Amen. The church of Jesus Christ during the dark ages of Europe, with first pagan, then papal Rome, pursuing them and putting them to the sword and putting them to the fire, it tells us they overcame him, that is the devil, that was behind the pagan and papal Roman empires, 
who is identified in verse 10 as having been cast out of heaven and, is, and has been in the earth now for 2,000 years, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. Because it's the blood of the Lamb that destroyed the power that the devil had over us, that is the power of death. The claim that the devil had over us was taken away by the blood of the Lamb. And so they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. They weren't afraid of him. They weren't afraid of his accusations. They weren't afraid of his papal Roman church. They weren't afraid of anything. And by the word of their testimony, and the word of their testimony is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, which we hold to today. And we're going to celebrate the blood of the Lamb today. And we're going to hold up the testimony of Jesus Christ today. Because Jesus Christ was manifested for this reason, that he might destroy the works of the devil. And they loved not their lives unto the death. They were not afraid of being martyrs. They were not afraid of dying. They were not afraid of being burned. They were not afraid of being stretched apart on the rack. And for two years, over the last number of years, we have shared every Lord's Day another story of martyrs for us to appreciate the lives that these gave and were not afraid. Because they knew the blood of the Lamb had delivered them from the power of death they weren't afraid to die. And they had the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is his gospel. And they loved not their lives. Do you love your life this morning? You shouldn't love your life very much. Because you should be willing to give it to the Lord who gave his life for you. He doesn't ask us to give it in the way that they gave it. He asks us to give our lives a living sacrifice. And I hope that you will do that. I come to verse 13, and when the dragon saw that he was cast under the earth, this is the devil power behind the Roman pagan and papal empires, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child, the church of the Lord Jesus. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle, symbolically, the Lord delivering her that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the face of the servant. Serpent. A time and times, singular, plural, and a half, three and a half, times 360, 1,260 years of papal domination of Europe. And so she was protected by God hiding her. Verse 17, the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. And we are here today to keep the commandments of God and we have the testimony of Jesus Christ we have his gospel. And we are going to defend his gospel, review his gospel, love his gospel, celebrate his gospel, keep the Lord's Supper exactly the way it was given to the apostles and the apostles gave it to us. May the Lord bless us today to do that. Amen. There should be a connection in your mind. There should be a connection in your heart with these brethren that went before us and who were preserved. The Lord has chosen a different enemy for us, and that's carnal Christianity and the luxury and prosperity, protection and pampered lives that we have in America. Do you love your life? Don't love it too much. Right. Don't love it too much. Your life isn't important. His is important. And we should be willing to lay ours down in that living sacrifice of Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. What a privilege today. What a privilege that God has chosen us to keep the commandments that he's given and to have the testimony of his son and to celebrate the blood of the lamb. Right. We are delivered from that serpent. We are delivered from that dragon. We are blessed abundantly. Amen.
Let's give him the praise that is due his name. Let us pray. Our Father which art in heaven, we have just taken a few minutes to look at the great drama of the universe. And we thank thee that thou hast a kingdom. For in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom. And we thank thee according to the prophecy of Daniel and then the fulfillment of John the Baptist and the Lord Jesus Christ who both preached, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And every man presseth into it. We thank thee that your kingdom was set up on earth, that it was revealed to us, that you changed us in our hearts and our minds so that we wanted to be a member of that kingdom. Heavenly Father, I pray that everyone here assembled and everyone watching now by live stream or later by any other means will embrace the privilege of being part of the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that they and we, by the means that we have been given, will celebrate the blood of the Lamb. And that we will keep the testimony, meaning the glorious everlasting gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ without error. And Heavenly Father, that we will keep thy commandments and show our love for thee and thy Son that way. We thank thee that you preserved the church through the dark ages of Europe. We thank thee that we did not come through the reformation of the Protestant churches of the Roman Catholic Church. We thank thee that we are not part of that brothel in any way, shape, or form, but that you preserved us by the great wings of an eagle, and you took us into the wilderness and kept us there for those 1260 years. We thank Thee that we live on the si- this side of that church coming out of the wilderness and being freely on every corner in America practically, at least in a day gone by. We thank Thee that in Greenville, South Carolina, the gospel is preached as far as men know it with freedom. And we thank Thee. We thank Thee that there's no reprisals for us this day for opening Thy Word and for having it in our possession, for preaching it boldly, for naming the name of Rome, and for naming every name that needs to be named for their sin and iniquity. We thank Thee for this crooked and perverse nation that we live in because You've called us to be lights in it and to be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke. Help us to that end. I thank Thee for my brothers and sisters around me. I pray, O Lord, that we will never take this privilege for granted, that we will understand so many before us have been fearful for their lives, but they laid down those lives. And they had few opportunities to assemble like we do. We thank Thee for the Word of God in our language. We thank Thee for the understanding You've given us of it. We thank Thee for not being confused by Daniel chapter 7. We thank Thee for understanding the bare outline of Revelation 12. We thank Thee for understanding the purpose of the book of Hebrews. And we want to exalt the Lord Jesus Christ this day. We thank Thee for the gift of Thy Son. We thank Thee for the gift of eternal life. We thank Thee for the unconditional salvation that You've given us through His singular work of one offering for sins forever. We thank Thee for the things determined in the prophecy to Daniel, the six things determined that we are the beneficiaries of. We thank Thee for Thy Son, Messiah. And Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins, for we have taken the name of Thy Son upon us, and we are called Christians And in any way this week, by thought, by word, or by deed, that we have failed to live up worthy of that name, forgive us and have mercy upon us. Heavenly Father, cleanse this congregation right now and let there not be unconfessed sin in any life. 
Have mercy upon us. Wash us from all iniquity. Purify us, O Lord, by the sanctifying work of the Holy Ghost. We thank Thee for this privilege. Bless us now. Bless us in the time that we have together that we'll use it well, that we'll use it passionately, and that we'll use it for the glory and honor of Thy Son. We know that Thou lovest Thy Son, and we love Him as well, and we pray that we will honor Him this day in a way that brings great delight to Thy soul. Help us by the power of the Holy Ghost as our brother Zach has already prayed for us. Lord, hear the prayers that have been offered. Hear this prayer and now be with us. For we ask it in the name and for the sake and for the everlasting glory of thy Son and of thyself, even the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.